Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. doing that shit <laughs> just what what happened in this year you know like what happened so uh somebody we basically figured out was a republican and the other one uh was a, a, a stage in dynasty warriors weren't all romans republicans though i mean it was it's known the, as the republic right <laughs> you know what i mean like um i don't think they had multiple parties their system was a little different <laughs> just a little Tad bit, tiny bit. Successful. No, oh, yeah. Well, not thoroughly successful. I mean, you know. Hey, they lasted a long time. <laughs> it started to go down the fucking shitter when they um. Oh shit! I forget what the Roman Empire. They spread out too much. Yeah, and then wasn't it Nero? Yeah. Yeah. And he came back on that Romulan ship. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wait, wait. <laughs> is that what we're wait, talking about? Wait, I think that did the timelines kind of converge at that point? You know, I'm confused. Yeah, I know. I'm a little. I'm a little unsure. Why did the Rom the Romulan? I almost put Romulan too. <laughs> Why did the Roman Empire fall? Let's see what it says. Let's see what it says. Trump tw- <laughs> Trump three twelve. <laughs> the most straightforward theory for Western Rome's collapse pins the fall on a string of military losses sustained against outside forces. Rome had tangled with Germanic tribes for centuries, but by the 300s, barbarian groups like the Goths had en- encroached beyond the emperors. So the French and the Nazis, well, that, that's I what mean, happened. At least they lost to the Goths, because can you imagine if they lost to the Emos? That would have just been like... <laughs> well, the Goths were um, the French, I think, if I remember correctly, um, which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. So... I cut just to feel... Well, I literally, I literally have eight reasons why the Roman Empire fell right here, and I'm not going to read them. <laughs> you can look it up; it's on the history, history.com website. There you go, right next uh, to their promo for uh, for Pawn Stars. Um, there is <laughs> no promo in here. Actually, I, I respect it. There's no promo. Of course, I have a, I have an ad, ad blocker. blocker so. so who knows? <laughs> the floating, the floating ad for ancient aliens isn't coming up for you. <laughs> aliens. Oh. <laughs> Why did the Roman Empire fall? Aliens. 
We're not going to say it was aliens, but it was aliens. Why did the Roman Empire fall to make way for America? If you really think about it. <laughs> Trump 312. That's what happened. Ooh, <laughs> Let me look at Wikipedia on my birthday. It probably says uh, Adam Riley was born. <laughs> it doesn't. That's the they fault. actually that... skip, they skip over the day. Like nothing happened that day. Nothing of any importance happened on it was that just day. 1984. Um, so I'm not going to say the specific date. Because I, I don't know. Isn't that like a security thing? I think so. Okay, so whatever. The day before says over 250 years. Go away. Over 250 years after their deaths, William Penn and his wife, Hannah Cowell Penn, are made honorary citizens of the United States. The day after my birthday, Kent and Dollar Farm massacres. The Tamil Tigers begin the purge of the Shinli's people from North and East Sri Lanka. 127 killed. Um, nothing happened on, on the day in the middle. So yeah, it, it would be funny if they actually put in there nothing of any historical importance happened. Right. Like, <laughs> no one gave a shit, shit about, about anything that happened. What year were you born? 73. 19. 1873? <laughs> <laughs> 1873. And what's the date again? Because I forget. Uh, oh, wait. We can't say that on the thing. Right. So let me, let me just let me let me uh, hang it to me and I'm going to I'm going to see if it's on here. Right. It's going to say Stephen Vargas. <laughs> I know, right? You're just going to where's the blessed. Where's the where's the chat box? There it is. This is high level security. Yeah. OK, so. Uh, all right. So nothing happened. <laughs> Same exact thing. It's skipped. <laughs> So the day before, or we're so we have we're basically a uh, uh, what is, what did Doctor Who call it a fixed point in time? They we literally can can't even mention it. Like exactly right. The Data <laughs> Act, the world's first national data protection law, is enacted in Sweden. And the day after, Bobby Riggs challenges and defeats Margaret Court, the world's number one women's player. In a national televised tennis match. You know what's funny is I'm saying these big key moments in history. Like they can't really deduce what the days are. Right. But you know, it is what it is, it dude. Don't make it easy for them, you know. <laughs> I know, right. Yeah, they got, wait, I got to look for Fuck that. <laughs> crack open a history book. You want to figure this out. Like, I don't even know what that is. Is it? Can I right. get that on Amazon? Can I? <laughs> what the fuck is history, though? I got time for all right welcome everybody to the lazy geeks podcast our weekly podcast that discuss top geek news from the world of entertainment gaming science comics technology or just fucking cool this is for the week of august 26th 2018 i'm steven vargas i'm adam riley all right so just jump right into this one here and i'm kind of we posted this on the website yesterday and i, I made a mention of it on instagram uh, so I'm just going to kind of read portion of, of the post from yesterday. So, uh, like all good things, after nearly eight years of doing the Lazy Geeks podcast, we've decided it's time to call it quits. Not like we did a few years ago where we tried to do a daily recap of the news. Uh, this is a legitimate end to the original podcast that started this all back in 2010. As with many things... We've grown from the original concept, and we have always said that when it became work, it would be time to move on. Now, on that note, it's important to state that we're not going away, not by a long shot. 
In fact, we're doubling down on our efforts. For the last few years, we've tried to find a balance between doing the show and allowing our lives a certain amount of freedom. With our new concept, it seems to be work, a working plan in motion. While we have buried the lead immensely, it's important to announce the return of the Lazy Geeks Network. So here's the plan. The Lazy Geeks podcast will tr transform itself as well as rebrand to simply the Lazy Geeks. The rebrand is part of our approach to bring you a weekly podcast that will focus on us talking about anything geek. Not just games, comics, movies, and technology. We'll be discussing anything that is going on in our lives, essentially what is on our mind each week and the struggles of being an adult geek, which means we will include topics on history, conspiracy theory, and science, and this will allow us to discuss stuff in the news or just about our lives. Now, the reason for leaving the news reporting aspect of the show is simple. You can get it anywhere. When we started back in 2010, there were not many avenues to receive those. Now we have every outlet that peddles rumor as fact and trying to grab clicks. As a rule, we never fell into that. It seems that we are reporting or correcting the same stories each week. And it's time to move away from that and look for something that will intrigue us both as we begin our ninth year of the site. So with all that, the Extended Play Movie Podcast will be joining the Lazy Geeks Network beginning in September, but full-time in October. The entire back catalog of 54 episodes will be available on the, on the blog starting in September. Nothing will change on their feed or content. It'll be the same show that they've always done, but it, uh, but it will be featured on the Lazy Geeks. Also coming soon, The Fine Line, which will be my new series, which will debut hopefully in October, and it'll be a historical and quasi-political series that will focus on the fine line between searching for the truth and your concept of the truth. The answer you, f you find may not be the one you seek, and returning in 2019, The Away Team, with a retool concept and approach. So no more news. As for the no sign, no more news. It'll become more of a blog not only hosting the podcast, but we'll bring you content that will cover every area of geekdom, everything from personal interests to what is going on in our society. We may from time to time even bring you some news content, but we hope you will continue to join us as we approach our eighth year anniversary and begin our ninth year with a refresh and brand new outlook. This is something we've been discussing for a time and we think this is the right approach for everything going forward. And if you're currently subscribed to our podcast, don't worry. There won't be any changes to the feeds. We will keep them the way they are and just get ready for our new approach in October. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. With episode 311, all good things. This is, this is it of this format. Um, you know, Adam and I have been kind of trying to find ways to kind of make the show I don't want to say fun because it's still always fun when we when we catch you know stuff that we like um exciting i guess i would say fresh fresh yeah 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 like it's 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 not that we don't like doing the show we do but it's it, it, we're going through the motions at this point right and if we're not gonna get paid for it we might as well <laughs> might as well do something you know that's exciting to us because i i have it we started talking about changing things up and we started spitting ideas at each other back and forth. And we haven't been that excited in over a year. Yeah. Like we, we were like thrilled all of a sudden cause we're, we're getting to do something different. We're, we're doing uh, something a little bit more fresh 
And, um, and we're kind of shooting stories back and forth of stuff that we're right. kind of like, this is the kind of stuff we can talk about, you know, and, and, and to, to be honest, you know, I'm, I've been getting more excited working on new, you know, new artwork for the shows and we're try, you know, kind of thinking of like, okay, cool. What are we going to do here? Adam's retooling the, um, the away team instead of mm-hmm. doing, you know, what we were doing, which was basically recite, <laughs> reciting point for point from memory alpha, you know, so it's, it's like, it's kind of like a cool it's not like it wasn't ours but now it feels more ours because i just you know everybody grows you know and eventually you kind of grow beyond you know what you start it doesn't mean we don't we don't love the show and it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't make me a little sad to end the show you know because we've been doing it for so long but mm-hmm. it's just you know there's there's a time to move on and um while we've we've got the format down to a, a reasonable you know a reasonable time we liked the format and we liked how long it, you know what it was taking and stuff but at the same time it still wasn't what it still wasn't creating that excitement right and it's it's um i mean at the end of the day and it's not something i dislike but we're we're just reading other people's shit <laughs> and then commenting on it you know it's not it, after a while and and what steve said is true two points that that steve said and and i fully agree i didn't really realize it until it was said to me um one is you can find the news anywhere right i mean it's it's not it the, we're throwing our opinion about the news yes but it's real quick it's it's not anything it's like oh that's kind of bullshit and then we move on to the next one um also i'm getting tired of having to cross-reference every goddamn thing <laughs> Because the news is all bullshit now, yeah. you know, and and with this new format, and of course it's in the early stages, we're still working on it, but um, I I much rather have one topic, possibly two, it depends, but one topic that we're focusing on that show and that we can really narrow in and do some research and talk about some things that might have been connecting to it and stuff like that, whether it's silly or serious. But it's not just just next one, next one, next one, next one, next one, done. Right. You know, which um, we're about to do in a minute. But. <laughs> right. But at the same token, it it's one of those where we talked about, and we kind of talked about this for just another podcast, but because we kind of gave ourselves a little bit of a, kind of confined ourselves to the, the, the geek and then to kind of, you know, when, when I did it on my own, it was still mostly what I wanted to talk about. This was It was never really us you know, finding stuff to talk about. But at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where we'll be able to maybe have one topic, start on that, and then just kind of have a free-flowing conversation and see where it ends. Right. You know, and because sometimes you always go, how the fuck did we end here? (laughs) You know, (laughs) which happens a lot with Adam and me. If you ever read our text threads, you're kind of like, how did they end up here? Right. (laughs) We don't know, honestly. Yeah, we're the last people to ask. Exactly. To be yeah, you want you want insight. You're asking the wrong people here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because we, I mean, what was it last year? I think last year I said, you know, I said that it looks like we might be coming to our last. You know, if we're going to end this whole thing and do it at year ten, and the thought of me ending it was one of those where I was kind of like, I don't want to. I don't want to end it entirely. If, you know, we were to do this, we could maybe find something else and then move on. Because after last week's show, I was kind of feeling 
like, okay, good show, and then just kind of forgetting it, you know, edit yeah, and then that's forget how it. And, uh, so, like, all right, that's done. Like, it's, it's just a chore at this Like, it's still enjoyable. Right. Like, it's enjoyable to me because I like sitting and talking with Steve. Yeah. But the, what we're actually doing was just, like, beat by beat, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, and then right, that's it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, you know. Um, but last week I had... I think it was like literally like a, like an hour or two after we, we finished recording, I sent you a text saying like, if you were to do anything, what would you do? Steve's so funny because Steve has – whenever Steve has an idea, he, he sends me feeler questions. He wants to know what I think before he tells me what he thinks. That wasn't true. In this instance, I knew I wanted to do something else. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I wanted right. to see if you actually had any ideas. <laughs> do, do you know what I should do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah. want to do something, but I have no fucking clue what it is. Can I don't even remember. Me? I don't remember what I fucking said. To be honest with you. You were like, oh no, I said, I go, don't answer me right away. Cause I sent this like 11 o'clock at night, like after we had recorded and I uploaded the show and I just sent you it kind of cryptic. Like if you could do any, a podcast on anything, what would you do? And then I was like, you don't have to answer right away. You go ahead and think about it. And then you're like, Okay, I'll think about it. And then it was like, and then like the next day I was like, yeah, because I'm kind of thinking of like, maybe we should do something different. And then Adam agreed with me and then we kind of went back and forth about it. And then we, and then we just kind of started saying like, oh, I had said, I go, I thought about like ending the Lazy Geeks podcast, but then I thought, well, I kind of don't want to lose that, you know? And then I thought, well, what if we got rid of the podcast? Because it's kind of dumb. Everybody knows it's a podcast and just kind of go with just the lazy geeks and then just kind of instead of being strictly geek, just be about us, you know, what we thought, what we talk about, whatever we want to discuss and just kind of make it more free flowing, which is something Adam's always wanted to do anyway. Mm hmm. And yeah, it's, it's funny because like in real life, I'm overly structured. I do that on purpose. <laughs> Steve isn't. Steve's a normal person. He's he's not. He's not. I'm not saying he's like sloppy. He's just a normal person. I'm not. I'm fucking I'm more, weird. I'm more of the fly like an eagle. Right. Everything <laughs> on my desk is currently um lined up. Like <laughs> yeah. it's like like I'm just crazy like that. But in the podcast, because I'm speaking, Steve's the one that structures everything. I just I'm like okay, like that's fine, you know. But so I got excited with that notion of let's have one topic. And let's really dive into it and just have an actual discussion about about something. Right. And I was like, fuck, yeah, like, that's what I it, wanted and to be to be, you know, and it's like, yeah, it'll be us discussing topics, but it'll be like, you know, even us having different points of view, you know, and, and, and you know, or taking a point of view and then kind of like, well, yeah, and then maybe coming up with a solution or just, you know, something else, you know, just something that could be anything. It could be topical. It could just be, you know. Like, like Adam said in his in his message, you know, it could be, you know, who would win between data and a Cylon, you know, right. Um, it, it could be that, you know, and so they're just it's just it's something that I think will be kind of fun. It'll be a lot of more fun to do a little more open to just kind of being spontaneous. Uh, and it's kind of something I've wanted to do, but I've always had issues because it's like every way I kind of structured it, it was always structured within the framework of. Well, we need to stay within the confines of, of the of the way the site is and the the stuff we have. But now, if we're going to kind of use geek as an umbrella term, you know, anything that has been you know, comic geek, 
drama geek, acting geek, history geek, you know, anything, anything, science geek, you know, anything of that, uh, that relation that encompasses pretty much all aspects of us, which is why I'm pulling content from my, uh, it's not just another blog and putting it into the website because it's, it's going to be, for me, it's going to be one single source of putting my energy into. So any, anything that I can come up with, I can put into that as well, as well as have the extended play movie podcast in there. And then we can just kind of make it a little bigger and then just kind of double down on what we're doing. Kind of a, a new way to kind of reinvigorate ourselves. I'm excited. You could hear how excited I am. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited about, um, I'm excited about everything. And honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest today. This is the day I say it. And I'm sure it's going to be a big shock for everyone. Um, I, I'm just tired of the news. Yeah. I'm just tired of it. Like it's, it's become, and I've always been someone who loves to read the, any news. I, I don't know why I just, it, when I was a freaking kid, I used to read the paper, but I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I can't read this because this has no relevance to the podcast. I'm wasting my time. Right. You know, and, and that's not <laughs> good because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff not relevant to the podcast. That's important. Yeah. You know, so I should probably, I should probably be reading that too. So, I mean, I had a New York Times subscription. I canceled it because I was like, well, there's nothing in here that I can use for the site. Right. <laughs> like stuff like that. But, um, but now you can. I mean, and it's the same thing. Like I have the, uh, the news app on my iPad, which, you know, categorizes news by interest. But I also have politics and history and science in there and certain things that aren't necessarily relative to the podcast, which I kind of skip over. But now it's kind of like, oh, I can pull on those now. And like, right. you know, send it to Adam and go, hey, what do you think about this? And like we talked about, you know, what this the the different amount of stuff we talk about off the show is, I think, a lot more interesting than stuff we talk about on the show. Yeah. And that that was that's a good point, because that's something that got me my wheels turning where I was like, we have these awesome what I think mm-hmm. are awesome discussions about things. And we don't always agree. Right. But they're amicable and like conversations they're not like fuck you you know well, well that's how they end <laughs> right um and and those never I make it to just the go sh- kill myself but it's whatever you know? yeah right <laughs> but those never make it to the show because the show is so structured in a right. way that we it's just it's not allowed is yeah. it doesn't make any sense we used we tried to do um uh when we had main stories right. but even that was watered down because yeah. now we're in a time constraint and we had so much around it Right. going on you know what i mean so i think it's going to be nice to not have to be constantly looking at the watch going oh we have to beat by beat by beat right you know I because if we're only talking about one thing get it out in an hour we'll probably say everything we wanted to say mm-hmm. you know so it doesn't matter and another it's thing all- too is we wanted to try to try to remain non-offensive in some instances, I mean, <laughs> if you listen to our show, we're pretty offensive. But the, you know, there's just certain areas where you we kind of, we weren't talking about taboo topics. Yeah. Like we weren't weren't talking. Well, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Right. But um, the we are going to discuss those things now. We're yeah. gonna. What is our opinion on these big, hot button issues? Yeah. Politics, um, religion, anal sex. You know, stuff like that. And oh, everyone's my opinion. <laughs> some of those things. No, but the. <laughs> I, oh, speaking, and, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> as I said that. So, um, my brother and I are going to go shopping. I got to throw this little side story in there. They're going to go grocery shopping. And he's like, well, make a list of the stuff we need. It's like, okay. So we're in the kitchen and, and I'm trying to, trying to get, you know, get some stuff. And he goes, 
oh yeah he goes i need paste picante sauce and i was like and i'm like okay and he goes because you know i i needed to um to uh to you know dip my uh dip my uh dip my thing into and i looked at i went what and he's like no i mean you know the uh the the you know nachos or tacos and stuff like that i was like what you do on your time is completely up to you. <laughs> so he turned beet red, you know, because it was one of those, you know, inadvertent ones. <laughs> and we go, we're off and we're at the, they, they build a new 99 cent store up the street. It's huge. It's, it's a nicer one too. It's like the upper class 99 cent store. Oh. So we went in there and, um, oh, speaking of which, Funko Pop, The Silence from Doctor Who, $1.99. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Uh, but we went and we saw, uh, we were going to go, oh, hey, they got some <laughs> paste picante sauce. And, you know, they're like smaller balls. He goes, oh, I should get this one. I'm like, will it fit in there? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your poor brother. Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> he brought it on himself. That joke's not going anywhere for a while. Speaking speak, of, that was another thing. And I was thinking about this before. This new podcast format. So, yeah, we'll have, you know, fucking serious topics. But we could literally have a podcast just about something that happened to me with my family. Right, exactly. Yeah, like, this is this is the kind of shit that's – the way we're structuring is like a combination of everything I've wanted to do but never fit quite. Yeah, and, and, and the first thing that we had to do was just get rid of the edict that we that we gave ourselves. Right. And once we got rid of that edict, it was like, wow, we can kind of do anything now. And it's kind of the same thing you want to do is kind of the same thing I want to do. Like we could just have an episode where we're talking about stupid stories that we, you know, with, you know, family or something like that. Like that whole little thing we could have just. We can know. have way cooler specials for for holidays. Right. <laughs> we can have Halloween specials and Christmas specials and all that. Yeah. And like National Orgasm Day. Just, you know. I'm for it. <laughs> All the orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, I, I mean, I. it's good that we brought this up and we put a thing on the, on the, um, we are, and you can, especially when you read the blog post, because technically that's the first blog post that we've put on the right. site. Um, technically, it is a goodbye post, but we, it's more of we're saying goodbye to the podcast. We're not saying goodbye to anybody else. It's, it's, um, it's like we're saying goodbye to, to, what, to everything that we've done to this point. Right, because yeah. we're about, we about to revamp everything. Like everything's going to change, yeah. um, which is a good thing. So Yeah, because there'll still be, there'll still be you, know, I'm, you know, there may be uh, news posts, but it'll probably be more of like, how this how this actually me- measures in it may be a little more curtailed to the way I'm going to do you know uh, the the fine line you know more of like you know you hear about this but it's going to be more opinion it's going to be more of a blog post or just you know random shit that goes on or, or stuff like that and and that's kind of what it is and even Adam said well if we do that then I may just yeah you know. I'll, I'll definitely be um not as much as Steve, Steve loves to write so he's always going to be writing a lot more than me. That that is some that's a passion of his. Um, but there will be times where I'm like, you know what? I'm a fucking write about this shit. You know, like because we have that freedom now. The writing you can you can ask Steve. The writing about the new. I I felt like um, that dude in The Shining, <laughs> like just losing his mind. I just it was so just journalism is dry unless you're there you know what i mean and you're reporting on it like when i'm just reading other people's shit and then 
retooling it. It's like, ugh, it just it gets old, you know. But blog posts are fun. Like you're talking about a topic you want to talk about, you know, and and stuff like that. They they're a little more time consuming, but they're they're fun to do. So you don't really notice. Um, I mean, we throw stuff about whatever. I I love the whole like because we both like niche things that not everyone's. <laughs> it's not like a general geek thing, and right. we start talking about that silly shit. You know what I mean? And it's just I'm so excited. <laughs> so yeah, so now with and we're this, not doing the new releases anymore either. Go right. somewhere else to find that shit. Yeah, you can you can find them pretty much anywhere, uh, pretty much where we find them. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know. So yeah. So new releases are gone. Uh, probably by the beginning of next year, you're gonna have what four days worth of uh, podcast posts. You know, um, and then you're going to have blog posts in there. So there'll be content up there. Uh, right now, it's just going to be this show and the extended play because of the, um, well, the extended play right now after this show because we'll be taking September off to regroup, uh, figure out what we're going to do and kind of get the, sh- the shows up and running. And another thing, too, is, you know, we may end up recording a number of shows at the same time, um, which will allow us a little more freedom as well. Right. So, because we do that for the extended play, because of Pat's schedule, and I found it a lot, lot more, a uh, lot more freeing, to be able to be like, okay, you know, we got two shows in the can already, uh, we can take a, a week or two, do another show, do another two shows, and then we're set. Right. So, and it kind of that was the schedule. Steve had to explain it to me because I wasn't fully getting it at first, but it was it was something that was sounding intriguing to me as well because I just I have very little time with the kids. You know, and as we can all joke around, oh, fuck, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really not. You know, so having that freedom of having a couple Sundays where I don't have to do anything yeah. is is nice. Because, you, you know, I've been thinking about it for a while because it like it impedes on not just Adams, but me, too. If I wanted to like they're right. they're showing their movies that they play at the Egyptian that always happen on a Sunday night and can't go out there, you know, and it's like. And it'd be like nice to be able to go out there or do something like that or, you know, go out on a you know, Sunday afternoon into the evening. Um, but with our current schedule, show, it's impossible yeah. because Cause it's a topical show. We do the news. Yeah. <laughs> so but now that we're not doing that, we do whatever the fuck we want. Exactly. I might I might just take a whole weekend. We just record for 48 hours. <laughs> take the year off. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, so this is episode 25. I'm... Imagine the last show. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Just losing your fucking mind. I can't do this anymore. We're in the middle of we're in the middle of sep- we're in the middle of September going. This is our New Year's Eve show. Uh. <laughs> oh man. All right. So so we hope you guys are going to be with us and and uh, and uh, enjoy the new you know the new concept and the new layout, which will you know pretty much be the same thing as we've always done. Maybe you know, but us just discussing stuff. So it'll be uh, it'll be a lot more interesting, I think. So on that note, I think it's time we uh, go into some uh, random roundtable. So what some of you guys have probably heard as of this recording right now, there are uh, 
there was a mass shooting that happened at a riverfront mall during a video game tournament in Jacksonville, Florida. So as of right now, I believe this was updated about almost two hours ago. The FBI, an FBI official in Baltimore has confirmed that agents are searching the family home for the man authorities believe is behind a deadly shooting attack at a video game tournament at a Florida mall. The FBI spokesman Dave Fitz said agents have gone to the suspect's father's house in Baltimore hours after Sunday's mass shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. He did not immediately release any other specifics, citing an ongoing investigation. Jacksonville Sheriff Mike Williams said earlier Sunday that investigators believe 24-year-old David Katz of Baltimore was the shooter. The sheriff says three people were killed Sunday, including the suspect who died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. T.J. Smith is the chief spokesman for the Baltimore Police Department. He says he could only confirm that the Mid-Atlantic City City's force was assisting law enforcement partners with information that led authorities to Baltimore. The Jacksonville sheriff said three people were killed, including the gunman. Uh, and um, the shooting, the Williams said that Katz committed the shooting with a single handgun. He said Katz was in Jacksonville for the Madden NFL 19 video game tournament. Video game maker EA lists a Kat, David Katz as the 2017 championship winner. Uh, now, a lot of this kind of broke like mid-afternoon on the west coast uh <laughs> if you there's a video i'm not sure if they have it on here no not on this article that's linked in the show notes uh you go on twitter there's actually footage that has uh guys playing and you can hear and it was live streamed on twitch yeah which was pretty interesting to hear that going on and then you just start hearing the which sounded like firecrackers at first and it just was pop 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 and then you just everybody kind of stopped and then all of a sudden like the worst thing you hear is like you you, you see is a controller disconnected you're kind of like oh shit um but uh it according to people on the ground over there they said that it happened the guy lost this is these were qualifying matches to go to las vegas and and compete in the in the main championship so this guy supposedly lost had uh, words with the person left and then came back with the gun and then started shooting. So, yeah, so that, that's what, that's what I assumed was going on, but I hadn't heard if I hadn't heard word on what was the issue. Right. You know, like why they were shooting the place up. Cause nowadays these people just shoot places up for no fucking reason. Right. A lot of the time. So it's, it, I mean that kind of, I don't want to use the term loosely by saying makes sense, but I mean, just, it makes sense as to why, this would have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I told Steve that the worst part about these shootings is that I'm getting used to them. Yeah. Um, I, I heard about it and I barely responded. Like I barely showed any, like any acknowledgement whatsoever. Like, Oh, that again, yeah. you know? And I think that's the worst fucking part of it for me anyway. Cause then I realized it and I felt like a shithead. Yeah. You know? And, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, of course, you know, like I, I mentioned it, to, I mentioned it to Adam, and then Adam said, uh, like, you know, oh shit, like what was it? I was, like, you know, saying it was supposed to be like a Madden tournament, and then I, you know, then we kind of made the joke of like, well, you know, them, them, fo- you know, them, e, you know, those uh, Madden players can be, you know, 
pretty fucking intense. And it's a fucking video game. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah. Somebody, but some, something like that is it's somebody is mentally fucking ill. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, it's not because of the video game. It's it's just there's so much that goes into it. And, and we've we've discussed this before that mental health is, a, is an issue that this country takes very lightly um, and mix that in with some some healthy gun rights. And you, you, you know, <laughs> you got yourself a Sunday night, you know. Right. So it's it's. My hat goes out, of course, for for anyone involved, and and uh, I hope, I really hope that we can stop with this bullshit. I'm 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 officially done. I would like to unsubscribe <laughs> to the fucking school shootings and the school shootings and the mass shootings and whatever we term we want to add onto it. It's just it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, somebody somebody on Twitter uh, said. Oh, uh, great. Another shooting, which is going to be another reason that, uh, you know, we're going to start hearing not about, um, you know, you know, about gun laws. We're going to start hearing about how video games cause these kind of this violent, these violent acts. So, right. Yeah. And get and ready for those. I 100 percent agree with them. But that's a, that's that's all part of the the getting used to the really the horror of the situation is that the first thing out of people's mouth. Is, oh, here we go. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 just fucking horrible. Yeah, like it, people are dying for nothing. Yeah, and it's, you just, know? it's just a shouting match between two sides that don't listen to each other. Right. And the only way we're going to do that is if we actually have people that actually go, okay, hold on. Neither side is a hundred percent correct. You know, we need to actually have some kind of, you know, common sense kind of laws. But you know, nobody want everybody. You know, what is it? Um, we have extremists and reality somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But well, we're of, all sitting, but no one talks. About <laughs> exactly. Uh, but speaking of, you know, uh, standing up, uh, Senator John McCain passed away this weekend. Yes. Uh, regardless of your political affiliation, you have to admire this guy. This guy was a stand-up guy. Whether you, you know, whether you were for it or against it, he voted his conscience. He did not vote by party, which is something we so seriously need. Yeah, he pissed his party off all the time. <laughs> exactly, and uh, you know, he just—I respected him. Like I, I respected him because I always kind of knew, like he wouldn't, he couldn't be, he couldn't be pressured into. You know, he's he's mentioned right. it before that he's he has done some votes where he voted because the party told him, and he's always regretted those. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I respect the dude. You know, it's like, you know, whether you agree, him, agree with him or not, you know, there, there's something for somebody who stands by principle, which is <laughs> something we're so, sorely lacking from the top down lately. Right. Someone who can't be bought, <laughs> which is, is uh rare <laughs> yeah he's definitely he's definitely a hometown hero um in the state of arizona where i live and um but not so much for you because you just found out like when i told you ah uh, whatever <laughs> i've i've been i've been a hundred percent into this deep space nine fucking marathon that i've made for myself that i haven't really been paying attention to anything else like you want to know how sad it is on one monitor i'm playing deep space nine on the other monitor i'm playing star trek online <laughs> you know like this star trek all over the place but um he was 
he's just a great guy. Like, yeah, he didn't always one that when my respect for him really was solidified when he was running for president. And there was a moment where a Republican in the audience said something like a personal attack to um, Obama. I don't remember what it oh, was. Called him a Muslim. Oh, yes. Called him a Muslim. And um, McCain defended his opponent yeah. in this town hall debate that they were having. Well, not town hall. I forget what kind of. It's like a no, Q&A it was, debate. Yeah, it was kind is, of like, is that? Yeah, like, whatever yeah, like town. hall. Um, he defended him. He said that he was an upstanding family man and blah, 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 blah. We don't always and agree, he, but, you know. He deserves respect. And I'm like, you know what? I love this dude. Like that, that, that solidified it for me because he could have easily done what the current people do <laughs> yeah. and go, yup, see, yup. Like let's, let's, let's dive into this non-issue, right? you know, and, and it's just, I don't know. I, I, I do have a strong suspicion. Now, if you're from outside the country, you probably don't know, might not understand what I'm saying, but, uh, the Republicans will probably keep his seat empty till 2020. I'm I'm guessing because mm. they it's everything's toxic right now. Yeah. Especially with all these they're talking about impeachment. Like not whispering about it rumor wise. Like people are talking about it right now because of because all of his uh Trump's people keep getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um they'll probably just keep the seat vacant um until 2020, I think. That's my guess. It's also a respect thing. A lot of times they'll do that for the more known um, people. Yeah. They'll keep the seat clear for a little bit. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, much, uh, very much respect for this man who was like somebody who stood up on ideals and principle. Damn straight. Yeah. So, speaking of somebody who doesn't stand for principle or ideals. So as wildfires raged in California this summer, one fire department's response was impeded by an unexpected problem, data throttling. In documents filed last week as part of a legal challenge to the FCC's net neutrality repeal, Santa Clara County Fire Marshal Anthony Bowden explained how Verizon slows device speeds during crisis-hindering firefighters' response. In the documents flagged by Ars Technica, Bowden writes that the fire department had purchased an unlimited data plan from Verizon for a support unit's connection, but the company started throttling speeds to one to two hundredth or less than the unit hit 25 gigs or after the unit hit 25 gigs of use. Bowden writes that the resulting throttling from Verizon, quote, had a significant impact on our ability to provide emergency services as responders were unable to properly track the root firefighting resources. The co company continued to slow data speeds even after being informed it was, quote unquote, actively impeding response responders' ability to fight the blazes, Bowden writes. Ultimately, the fire department had to sign up for a new, more expensive data, uh, more expensive plan before speeds were restored. The throttling took place after the repeal of net neutrality rules went into effect, although Verizon, like other major characters, throttled unlimited plans at a certain use threshold before, long before that. The fire district, which filed the documents with 22 state attorney generals, did not argue that the company's actions would have violated the previous net neutrality rules. Verizon did not immediately respond to the uh, requests uh, for comment. 
But an update to this, Verizon provided a statement to The Verge by email acknowledging that it had made an error in handling the Santa Clara County situation. Gee, you think? Mm -hmm. uh, the company says it should have lifted the reduced data speeds once alerted that the customer was dealing with an emergency situation, but that didn't happen. Here's the statement. The situation has nothing to do with net neutrality or current court uh, proceeding in court or the current proceeding in court. We made a mistake in how we communicated with our customer about the terms of the plan. Like all customers, fire departments should service plans that that are best for them. This customer purchased a government contract plan with for a high speed wireless data allotment at a set monthly cost. Under this plan, users get an unlimited date amount of data and speeds were reduced when they exceeded their allotment during until the next billing cycle. Regardless of the plan emergency responders choose, we have a practice to remove data speed restrictions when contacted in emergency situations. We have done that um, that many times, including for emergency personnel responding to these tragic fires. In this situation, we should have lifted the speed restrictions when our customer reached out to us. This, is a, this was a customer support mistake. We are reviewing the situation and will fix any issues going forward. In, and um, even some members of, the, uh, of Congress are stating that they need to investigate the uh, FTC to find out why, why they have throttling for, for these uh, uh, for emergency responders. Right. You know. Yeah, it's... Um... You had one job, Verizon. That's right. Pretty much it. <laughs> and they're saying that this. Uh, there are articles talking about this will go unpunished because the current government didn't has uh, hasn't signed off on, um, you know, net neutrality type stuff. And I mean, I don't know. Like, it could have just been a clerical error. Either way, it's an error. Right. You know, it's not something that we should we should uh, be okay with, but. Get it together, Verizon. I seriously, <laughs> dude. It's like, do you really want to take AT&T's place at being like, ugh? Because just, ugh. just stop. You're better than this. <laughs> but are they, though? <laughs> are they? Uh, all right. On that note, it's time we jump into some headlines. Hey. <laughs> So production for the third installment of Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy franchise has been put on hold, according to The Hollywood Reporter, following Disney's firing of James Gunn, who, wrote, who directed and wrote the first two Guardian films over a 10-year-old joke tweet. The fate of the has been up in the air. Now it appears that the eventual filming is in greater state of flux, as crew members who were prepping for pre-production in the fall have been told to, they're free to, uh, to take on other work. THR... Sources describe the move as "quote unquote" temporary, designed for more as a regrouping for Disney and Marvel. Disney is reportedly keeping Gunn on as a writer to use his script, but it's been scouting around for a new director, one presumably untouched by any alt-right smear campaigns like the one that lost Gunn his job. Despite immense fan backlash and the unprecedented petition of the core Guardians cast, Disney struck. Uh, stuck to its decision to let Gunn go earlier this month, according to a Variety report that surfaced details about the meeting between Alan Horn, the Walt Disney Studio chairman, and Gunn to, quote-unquote, clear the air around his firing. So, yeah. I don't even know anymore with this Gunn thing. Like, we still haven't got proof that he did anything, right? Well, I mean, it's just those tweets, that alt-right dude that... Yeah, 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 the tweets... And then some other stuff came up when he was photographed some weird party he was at. 
Um, you know about that, right? I think I think I heard something about that. The, the girls were all dressed up like underage girls, and it was like this to catch a predator theme or something. <laughs> Which is like, funny. <laughs> it's like, come on. I mean, it was funny probably then, but nowadays, you know, yeah, it shit don't fly yeah, no more. In, in the last 10 years, we've all lost our sense of humor. Right. Because everything so, has to be a, a big issue now. So, I mean, I don't even know. I think his career is just over, but he's got all that money anyway. It don't really matter. And he'll just retire well, I don't early. Think his career is over. It, it, he's going to, he'll be picked up. I heard DC, DC's thinking about picking him up. Like, oh, fuck it. You don't awesome, want him? awesome, dude. If DC yeah. picked him up and, and he did something huge there, it'd be like, you know, at least you know then it'll be a good DC movie. I'll stop it. <laughs> Done with that. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of trolling, <laughs> what was it? Uh, was it on Deadpool too? Hey, um, you know, sorry I'm late, but you know, I ran into another super, and you know, we had a we had an issue. His mom was named Martha too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Russian trolls uh, seem to be using vaccination as a wedge issue. Uh, promoting discord in American society, according to a new study shared by long time, long time slash dot reader uh, scam 240. Uh, the topic became another issue. Uh, the Russian trolls seized upon to widen existing rifts in America and turn citizens against each other, reports NBC News. But Fortune reports there's more to the story. While the latest study highlights how Russian outfits have increasingly used social media to toy with people's emotions to influence their behavior, it's also notable to for the for the fact that most Twitter users appeared to have ignored its anti-vaccine messages. Outside of the Russian trolls, virtually no real Twitter users actually responded to the messages, said the paper's author, David Bronatowski. Um, an assistant professor in in at George Washington University School of Engineering and Applied Sciences, Applied Science. Sorry. Generally, uh, Russian trolls try to exploit controversial topics like religion and race and class division, but sometimes they get it hilariously wrong. Arantovich uh, uh, attributed <laughs> the campaign's failure to the content of the tweets, which includes vaccinate. U.S. mandatory hashtag vaccines infringe on constitutionally protected religious freedoms. Uh, did you know there was a secret government database of hashtag vaccine damaged children? Hashtag vaccine vaccinate U.S. And uh, don't get hashtag vaccines Illuminati are behind it. Hashtag <laughs> vaccinate U.S. The message messages were so far fetched that even people who believe in conspiracy theories chose to ignore them. So the funny thing about this is, it sounds like these trolls over in Russia are are don't understand our sense of humor <laughs> because we make these jokes all the time, like oh, yeah. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed, motherfucker. Like like we we need to watch it, you know, because. We make fun of ourselves to work through our issues. Right. That's, that's what we it's do. A, it's a self-defense mechanism. <laughs> right. And I don't think Russia gets it. I think they're just like, oh, oh, well, they believe this shit. Right. You know, exactly. they, uh, <laughs> Russian trolls. And by the way, I did not say Russian government. Right. Neither confirm nor deny. Just Russian trolls. That may be working for the government. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, it's funny because I was just checking Instagram real quick, and Amador 
our boy over there i posted yep. on uh posted on my uh instagram uh about to record our final episode and then he's like damn i would have liked to have been there lol how about next sunday <laughs> you know what cut the recording fuck it <laughs> oh man uh so microsoft is planning to unveil an Xbox all-access service that will bundle the company's Xbox One consoles with Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass for a monthly fee. Codename Project Largo. Microsoft has been working towards the subscription service in recent months. Sources familiar with Microsoft plans, Microsoft's plans tell The Verge that both the Xbox One S and Xbox One X will be offered as a subscription and that Microsoft is planning to offer the Xbox One bundle with Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass for $34.99 a month over 24 months. The subscription will be available for Microsoft's retail stores, and the company is also offering with is also working with PC makers to try to offer this bundle elsewhere. Windows Central reports that Xbox All Access today, after it was teased details for, of the new service three weeks ago, Microsoft will limit its Xbox all-access service to U.S. customers initially, and if it's successful, then it could appear in other markets in the future. Microsoft also offered a sub-sized Xbox 360 bundle with uh, Xbox Live Gold more than six years ago. Microsoft is working on a new Xbox accessory codename Washburn. The I love their fucking code names. You know, it's like it's so yeah. militaristic. Uh, the software maker had planned to unveil a 149 accessory at Gamescom that last week, but accidentally teased an all-new Xbox hardware announcement before the company's plans changed. The mysterious accessory was due is due to launch in October, just after Microsoft launched Forza Horizon 4. It's not an Xbox Elite successor, but expects the company to uh, detail its new hardware accessory soon. So, you know, $35.99 a month for two years for an Xbox X Game Pass and Xbox Live? It's not too bad. No. I mean, if you're on a budget, you know, it's kind of like layaway, you know? <laughs> right. But much like most things designed for poor people, you would save more money if you just purchased the things yourself. Um but yeah, the this is an interesting thing, and I think we've seen we've seen stuff like this before from other companies where you get the hardware for. Free. I mean, look at a cable company; you get the hardware for free. Right. Um, so we'll we'll see how this pans out. I'm sure a bunch of people are going to jump on it, but I want to see how easy it is for Microsoft to collect on people who stop paying for it. <laughs> you know, like if they shut off their accounts or do crazy shit like that. You well, never I'm know. Sure, they would shut off the Game Pass and. I mean, technically, they could they could they could literally brick the box too. They could brick it by serial number, yeah. So that'd be an interesting thing, and I wouldn't blame them because yeah. when you're making payments on something, you don't own it. Yeah, like, that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, this is mine. No, you haven't paid for it yet. Right. Like, it's not yours. Uh, they're loaning it to you until you get your shit together. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, in 1995. Wait, let's go back to the Wayback Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a hot pocket. <laughs> the world was a very different place. Very few people had access to the internet. Floppy hold, disks. Hold, hold on, I gotta go to Blockbuster Video and go see if they got the new uh, the new uh, PlayStation One game over there. I mean, in 1995, I probably gotta do my homework. <laughs> I don't even know how old. How old was I? I was like 11. In 95, I was still probably working. 
Oh, no, 95? Yeah, 95. I was still probably working in the mall, hitting up on some chicks. Working at 925. <laughs> I was uh, 10 for most of the year and turned 11 at the end of it. So, you know, I was hitting up chicks, too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was 10 and then was hitting up some chicks. I got to 11, you know. <laughs> right. Pimping. So, Swing floppy disks were still... <laughs> Floppy disk was still a thing, and Steve, a Steve Jobless Apple was struggling. And then Microsoft launched Windows 95, an operating system that changed everything. Windows 95 was the first desktop operating system many people used, and to that end, and given what had uh, come before, it was a revelation. However, many versions of Windows have come and gone since, so what would it be like to use Windows 95 today? You can now find out for yourself thanks to a Windows 95 right <laughs> thanks to a Windows 95 app created by Slack developer Felix Reisberg. This Windows 95 app is available on Windows, Mac OS and Linux and and is as its billing suggests Windows 95 in the form of a downloadable app. Why would you run a Windows 95 app on a Mac? Like, isn't that kind of like I I don't know. Cause you can, I think it's, I think it's like a Java app or something. Um, as, as reported by the verge rise, Reisberg's windows 95 app is based on an existing web project that lets you use various old operating systems in your web browser. However, there's something magical about downloading windows 95 as an electron app. Um, the app only weighs in at 129 megabytes um, and only takes up around 200 megabytes of RAM while running. So it's and only yet like it, three quarters of the actual program. Right. And yet it lets you run applications such as MS Paint, WordPad, and Minesweeper. Um, note that your average teenager will be impressed by such basic tools and games. Oh, yeah, because they posted the uh, Teens React to Windows 95 video, which was hilarious. Um <laughs> If you're old enough to have used Windows 95 in the 90s, I am <laughs> barely. Uh, the first the first thing I ever did to a computer was upgrade 95 to 98. <laughs> um, we recommend we recommend downloading this app for nostalgia reasons. However, even if you're part of the smartphone generation, it's worth taking a look to see how far we've come over the past 20 years. We're guessing that discovering Windows 95 is available as, as an app has scratched the nostalgia itch. Uh, so with that in mind, you should read about the history of Windows. Blah, 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 blah. So follow the show notes for more information on that. Um, I guess I guess it isn't like you can run games and software in it, you just but like the there's certain OS, right? There's certain things that don't work. Like for whatever reason, Internet Explorer doesn't work at all, um, and probably well, there's probably many reasons why Internet Explorer doesn't work. <laughs> Um, and if you open the MS DOS prompt, it freaks the fuck out. Like it, do, it doesn't know what the hell's going on because you have to remember 95 was really just a shell yeah. on top of DOS. It wasn't like windows now isn't like that, but back then you just click on something and it would, it would give the DOS commands to the system. So, um, it just basically took the, you know, the, the, what is it? The coding out of it. Like you prompting, right. the, you prompting it in the cedar in the yeah DOS made it just more user-friendly that's all it was yeah and i i remember using windows 95 i didn't have an issue with it yeah i remember using windows fine. 95 the first thing i did with windows 95 was uh upgrade internet explorer to uh, netscape you already know yeah Cause, so cause you never <laughs> use when <laughs> you never use internet explorer for anything 
<laughs> you already know. Like we now. didn't get the we didn't get the internet until Windows ninety eight. Oh, right. Um, so the first thing I did was install my AOL free trial disk. Of course, of course. Because you then, already know. <laughs> that's right. And then I installed Netscape Navigator so I could minimize AOL <laughs> and use the internet accordingly. Exactly. Because, so. yeah, the first thing you would do would be, yeah, do that. And then, uh, you know, go into that chat room and go, ASL. <laughs> ASL, baby. <laughs> All the bad bitches. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. That's kind of funny, though. Oh, I, I downloaded it, but I couldn't figure out how to install it, surprisingly. <laughs> so, Because you're like, wait, it's not supposed to do that, right? <laughs> uh, the struggling movie service Net, um, Netscape, the struggling movie subscription service MoviePass has sent an email to members who have annual subscriptions, forcing them onto the same terms as monthly subscribers and offering them prorated refunds if they want to cancel their membership instead. Quote, we thank you for being a loyal member of our annual MoviePass plan. Your commitment to MoviePass has contributed to making our vision for an accessible and affordable moviegoing experience a reality, reads the email. After experimenting with different models and options, we believe our current monthly plan captures the needs of our community, keeping prices low with continually striving to offer a wider selection of films. The measure is, continuation, is a continuation of the company's plan to slow its significant cash outflow per, uh, per recent subscription changes announced earlier this month. The new plan, which previously only affected month-to-month -month subscribers, restricts users to seeing three movies every 30 days rather than the previous movie-per-day plan. The restriction could coincide with the broad policy of uh, blacking out members Access to wide-release first-run films, including starting with Mission Impossible Fallout in July. So, uh, right now the mo the monthly movie pass um, movie pass fee is nine ninety-five, but the temporary annual fee cost eighty-nine ninety-five upfront. For the ensuing nine months, MoviePass had changed its service dramatically, most notably by introducing price surging and ticket verification, altering both the price and the subscription and the number of movies members could see per month, most recently restricted members uh, to a limited menu of available films. Throughout this tumultuous period, annual subscribers have been comparatively um, have seen comparatively little change, but, affected, but effectively, MoviePass is now canceling all annual member annual plans and reinstating them as monthly ones that remain paid out until December. So yeah, MoviePass is a joke. Seriously, and nine one one ain't a joke anymore. It's MoviePass is a joke right now. We're, bring out Flavor Flav. Let's let's hear that. <laughs> That'll be a good video. Yeah, MoviePass a joke. <laughs> yeah, we were looking at. Uh, I went to two movies uh, this weekend, little date night with the wife, and she's looking at the AMC Pass. I told her what you said that it's it's you have to buy it twice, and she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, you're the only one that bitched about it. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I just don't see us seeing that many movies. And she goes, yeah, well, it's because it's expensive to go to the movies. Yeah. I said, she's like, it costs us $20 to go to one movie. And I go, yeah, but you're going to still want to buy a bunch of shit at the fucking concession stand. And that's what's expensive. Well, yeah, there's there's that. But the thing is, is like AMC kind of um, gives you uh, benefits fringe benefits like it for you get points and you get like five dollars off shit 
Uh, you you can get a medium size, and then you get a free upgrade to large. Birthdays, you get you know uh, usually discounts or free movies, something like that. But you know, I mean, if you just even see like that night, you could have gone to two, but the only stipulation is is you have to have I think a two hour window between movies. Yeah, we went right same. after. Yeah, because we saw two movies. But the cool the cool thing is is the theater that's literally a stone's throw from my new place is one of them remodeled AMCs with the reclining seats and you pick which seats you want and stuff like that. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, either way, uh, don't get movie pass. If you're going to get anything, <laughs> the only one I can really vouch for is AMC. Yeah. Like I think the AMC one is dope, but the movie pass was a fucking, it's going to be gone soon anyway. Oh yeah. So Facebook's pledge to spark conversations and meaningful interactions end quote apparently extends to instagram the photo sharing app has started testing a feature designed to bring college students going to the same university together in a virtual community according to cnbc the facebook owned company is inviting select users to join groups for their schools based on the account they follow um they their connections and their public posts if someone who got invited chose to try it out, they have to opt in by choosing their university and graduating year from a, a, a set of predetermined choices. Once they're in, they'll be able to see lists arranged by members' classes so you can find other people for, from the same year. They'll also be able to see members' public stories from within the those class those lists instagram is def definitely the right venue to target the demographic uh considering teens aren't that fond of facebook anymore but the platform will have to work on the feature a bit more to make sure nobody uses it uses it creep on users which is exactly what's going to happen <laughs> cmsc says one of its reporters was prompted to join the community for their alma mater as a current student, even though they didn't go there anymore. Instagram <laughs> will like likely address bugs like that in the development phase before it officially releases the feature, um, if it ever decides to do so. So I, I thought this was kind of funny because literally all you have to do is make a groups feature and it, it will solve itself. Like in most universities, especially major universities, they already have a, a thing. Like that you can go into and you'll have people in your class that will hook you up if you if you didn't get the homework assignment or something stupid like that. Right. Like I, I just think social media, it's like it's like what the dude said in Jurassic Park. Life will find a way. Social media finds a way. Like you don't right. you don't have to make things this specific. Yeah. Because it's just gonna fail. You know. So well, that'll go the, along with align with uh, Tinder. You. That's a new thing that uh, Tinder's rolling out with uh, Tinder for college students. Yeah, because that's what they need. Yeah, exactly. That was like literally the first line of my post. I was like, because this is what they need. <laughs> they need all the STDs while they're trying to <laughs> pass through final. Like whatever. We we we've we've we're sliding into a hookup culture. Uh, more and more people I even interact with are telling me they never want to settle down with anybody they never want to have children they never want to it's like no one want everyone's afraid see, of responsibility see, Thanos, like, Thanos had the wrong idea <laughs> you know all he had to do was create a hookup culture then you you know you have nobody getting kids nobody have you know then it's like suddenly the population controls itself right like I was talking to someone at work 
And I was like, so what you're telling me, because they were saying they never want kids because they want to travel. They, everyone always and, wants to travel. You know, that's always the yeah. excuse, especially like even young couples. Oh, we don't want to have kids because we want the freedom, you know. It, they even right. do that in, a, what was it, when Harry met Sally. You know, if we want to have sex on the kitchen floor or travel. And she goes, and later on, she's like, well, we never traveled. We never even, you know, had sex on the floor, you know. And the thing, every time I hear people say something, and you don't have to have children. You don't have to get married. But when you make it a point like that, it just sounds like someone who is never going to do anything important. (laughs) Like they're they're just going to live their little life and they'll have the freedom to do whatever they watch, whatever they want to watch on TV and, you know, stuff like that. But it's whatever. It's a life of not being bothered. Like that's really all it is, you know, and to each his own. But I don't know how we're diving into this, but (laughs) Instagram, um, you know, I guess yeah. you're there's some chick's going to get her poor fucking nude photos posted on that. I guarantee. Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It you know, it's, but that would happen on Facebook. That would happen on normal Instagram, you know, so whatever. Well, look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman returning for the CW's epic Arrowverse crossover event. And he's bringing Lois Lane with him. Uh, Tyler Hochin Hochlin will fly as the Man of Steel in CW's annual DC WBTV crossover. He will be joined by his iconic character, by the, his, the iconic character Lois Lane. Casting for the Daily Planet journalist Superman love interest will begin soon. We couldn't be more excited to introduce Lois Lane to the Arrowverse, said Jessica Queller and Robert Roven. Supergirl's executive producers. This dogged, determined, and brave reporter will make for a strong partner to Superman in the amazing addition to our universe of DC characters. The three-night crossover kicks off with The Flash on eight um, on at 8 p.m. Sunday, December 9th, followed by Arrow 8 p.m. December 10th, capping off with Supergirl on December 11th. This year's crossover, The Flash and Supergirl, will swap time slots. The Flash normally airs on Tuesday and Supergirl on Sunday. Arrow fi- airs in its regular Monday night slot. Oh, they're moving it to Monday now. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Hoechlin Superman will appear in all three episodes. This year's crossover will also include the first appearance of Batwoman. Hoechlin is Ooh. currently filling the indie Can You Keep a Secret? Opposite out your girl Alexandra uh, Daddario, and uh, he will uh, he will star in uh, George uh, Gallo's bigger. His previous credits include Everybody Wants Some and uh, MTV's Teen Wolf. Alexandra Daddario. That's kind of cool that he's coming on not just for one, but he's coming on for all three, which is going to be cool. It's like when is Batman showing up? That's what I really want to know. Yeah, that's what I really want to know. It's like okay, we've got Batwoman, we've got Superman. Let's just bring in Batman. You know, it's like come on. Yeah, why? Doesn't, he doesn't even have to be in this universe. They already have, you know, abilities to jump to different universes. Why not just bring him from an? If they don't want him in Arrowverse or in Super, yeah, but universe, if Batwoman's there, then Batman's there. You understand yeah, me? Yeah, I, I hear you. You know, but we could do we could do you know a parallel world where maybe an older Bruce Wayne pops in or a younger um, Bruce Wayne pops in, maybe year one Batman kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we could we could do something like that and bring him in and just kind of like, okay, so we have him in a parallel universe where we can kind of bring him in if we need to, but keep him out, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like it's safe, you know, they don't have to worry about like you know bringing him in all the time. But come on. Can you can you believe that Alexander Daddario is thirty two? Really? Yeah. Jesus, she looks like she's 12. She don't look 12. <laughs> well, I mean, from the chest down. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, um, <laughs> Microsoft. Did we just get uncomfortable there? <laughs> no, I got a little too comfortable. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Microsoft launched its new Surface Go device earlier this month with an Intel Pentium Gold processor inside. Uh, it's been one of the main focus points for discussions around performance and mobility for this 10-inch Surface. And lots of people have wondered why Microsoft didn't opt for Qualcomm's Snapdragon processors and Windows on ARM. Uh, that's ARM, by the way, ARM. Uh, Paul Therott um, reports that Microsoft wanted to use an ARM processor for the Surface Go, but Intel intervened. Intel they report wanted an arm and a leg. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Intel reportedly petitioned Microsoft heavily to use its Pentium Gold processors instead of ARM ones. Uh, it's not clear why Microsoft didn't push ahead with its ARM plans for Surface Go, but in my own experience, um, the latest Snapdra Snapdragon chips simply don't have the performance and compatibility to match Intel on laptops just yet. Microsoft has uh, been working hard to improve this, this though, despite Intel's <laughs> threats. It would sue competitors like Qualcomm if they if they attempted to emulate Intel's x86 instruction set architecture. It's certainly, it's certainly, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, an interesting time for Windows on ARM. New devices with Qualcomm Snapdragon 850 processor will debut in time for the holiday season, but a new chip with even more performance improvements will be available earlier next year. ARM also laid out a two-year roadmap for its processor designs recently and unveiled a Cortex-A76 CPU earlier this year. ARM claims the Cortex-A76 will deliver laptop class performance while drawing smaller amounts of power like smartphones do. It's still early days for Windows on ARM, and once app compatibility, emulation, and performance is, is all improved, then it it could spell some serious trouble for Intel's uh, laptop dominance. Microsoft is also pushing ahead with ARM server designs, threatening Intel's dominance in the data center. Intel has been struggling to move towards its next generation 10 nm Canon Lake processors. Uh, I'm so out of this loop. I haven't really been keeping up with it. Um, with mass production of the chips now expected for 2019 instead of the end of 2018 as originally planned. Intel now faces a fight for its future with strong competition from AMD, NVIDIA, and Qualcomm, making it a turbulent time in the ongoing processor and platform battles. So, so I thought that was interesting that uh, Intel was like, come on, guys, like, can we can we use these instead? And I guess it makes sense because the let me the Pentium Gold processors are um, they run on the x86 architecture. So there is no like the problem with ARM is not everything's written for you. It's a whole different instruction set. Right. So things have to be written for ARM. Um, if with the the Pentium Gold processor, I the software that I'm using right now would run on it. Like the, the, there doesn't need to be a difference. So it makes the go a little bit more um, useful to be honest. Um, graphically, I don't know. You know, it's, 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 it's a good processor for what it's supposed to do. So I'm kind of curious with that go. I haven't really checked it out yet. 
That's it. Well, T-Mobile has announced that on August 20th, the company was hit by hackers who were able to gain access to personal information from roughly 2 million customers, including name, billing, zip code, phone number, email address, account number, and account type of user. According to the company, more sensitive information, financial data, security, social security numbers, and passwords weren't compromised in the hack. T-Mobile gave a statement on the breach saying anyone whose data has been stolen either has been or shortly will be um, will shortly be notified via text message. If you're an AT&T customer and you haven't gotten an alert, you're probably safe, although I'd still check your credit. Uh, T-Mobile hmm. has gotten, has given, hasn't given concrete numbers to show how many customers have had their information compromised, although in a statement given to Motherboard, a T-Mobile spokesperson noted that the hack affected about or slightly less than 3% of its carrier's 77 million customers, which works out to around 2 million users. Our, our cybersecurity team discovered and shut down an unauthorized access to certain information, including yours, and we promptly reported it to authorities. None of your financial data, including credit card information or social security numbers, were involved, and no passwords were compromised. The announcement published on the company's website read, however, you should know that some of your personal information may have been exposed, which may have included one or more of the following Name, billing zip code, phone number, email address, account number, and account type, paid or postpaid. The spokesperson added that the incident happened early in the morning on August 20th when hackers, part of an international group, accessed the company's servers through an API that didn't contain any financial data or other sensitive uh, other very sensitive data. According to the spokesperson, on the same day of the intrusion, cybersecurity team detected it we quote, we quickly found it and shut it down very fast, the spokesperson said. And there's also showing that the same kind of flaw is with AT&T and Sprint, and I think Sprint just suffered one. Um, it, it wasn't to this scale, though, but yeah. yeah. There's been data breaches fucking left and right, I mean, all no these ma- fucking it's, companies. It's funny, too, because like they always say, well, protect yourself. It's like, you can't. You really can't. In this, in this, yeah. kind of, they're always going to find a way. And anybody that says it goes, oh, we found this way to really, you know, if you say you're impervious to a hack, you're just inviting it. Right. Because someone will want to test the waters and mm-hmm. see if they can get through and just to prove you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know. So for my last <laughs> news article, I'm going super nerdy. It's and it's something that run. that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's something I've been following for a while. Um, because I'm a nerd, but NASA's asteroid sampling spacecraft Osiris Rex, which is the coolest fucking name, <laughs> um, has captured its very first images of, of the deep space target. It's currently hurtling toward, uh, a nearly half mile wide space rock orbiting the sun named Bennu, uh, with two ends. It's a big step for the vehicle as it prepares for its arrival at the asteroid in December of this year. Since the pictures were, or since the picture was taken from so far away, at a distance of 1.4 million miles, Bennu appears as just a few pixels of light moving across space. However, but for they the did os- capture the slight image of a um, Cardassian warship oh. coming oh. through, oh. which you caught at the in the of course at the helm. Because he's the type that charges into battle, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but for the Osiris Rex team. 
it shows that their spacecraft is on the right track and that Bennu is right where they expected. Many of us have been working for years and years and years to get this first image down. Dante Loretta, the principal investigator for Cyrus Rex at the University of Arizona, <laughs> Tucson, uh, said during <laughs> said during a press conference on Friday. Um, launched in September of 2016, the OSIRIS-REx spacecraft is tasked with snagging a small sample of material from the surface of Bennu and then bringing those precious rocks to Earth. This goal is to analyze this sample to learn more about what our solar system was like when it was just forming 4.5 billion years ago. Asteroids like Bennu are thought to have stayed mostly the same since the early days of the solar system and that means they may contain the same materials that serve that served as the building blocks of the planets scientists also believe that asteroids asteroids you're distracting me steve <laughs> scientists um also believe that asteroids carry organic matter that may have been responsible for sparking life here on earth so analyzing the components of asteroids could tell us how our solar system came to be uh, the way it is today. Um, I won't go on. I mean, I think it's it's pretty common sense. But I'm really excited about this because this mission is kind of crazy. Like it's going so far and then coming back, right. which is weird to me because usually you just fucking throw shit at stuff and, <laughs> you know, whatever. But this one's going to be like, thanks, bitch, and then take off. Right. I mean, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? And and if they, they can successfully do that, then there's going to be a lot more missions that do that. So that'd be kind of cool because, well, it's funny because when you think about it, it's like it's sampling an asteroid. So it's kind of be like, yo, you know, I hate to drop in and, and, and dip real quick, but you know what? Got to go. <laughs> it's like, got to go. And then as it pulls away, it's like, NASA, bitch, you know. <laughs> Bro. Throws up a NASA, you know, hand sign or whatever, if there is a NASA hand sign, but there should be. I'm just it's saying. The, it's the Vulcan. It, yeah, <laughs> the Vulcan salute, right? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> this NASA team is not logical. All right, so on that note, I guess it's time we jump into our Oh What the Actual Fuck. So I actually my my Verizon story that I that I mentioned earlier was actually going to be until I saw this this morning. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, we couldn't end the show without talking about our good friend, Alex Jones, uh, personal fan of the show, I believe. Um, so former secretary of state, John Kerry trolled Alex Jones, far right conspiracy theory website Infowars on Friday after it accused Kerry of being responsible for Hurricane Lane. Infowars host Owen Shorier was interviewing Daryl Hamamoto a professor of Asian studies at the University of California at Davis. Why is he even talking about this if he's not? Oh, God, never mind. There's so much wrong with just his, his title <laughs> and the article. Don't, the, don't overanalyze. Know, You're getting a I, headache. I know. When I think InfoWars, I'm thinking, wait, there's, logic, there's missing logic here, but I can't do that when I'm doing this. Uh, Thursday, uh, on Thursday, about climate change and Hurricane Lane made its way across the Pacific Ocean towards Hawaii. Schroyer claimed that an energy wave had been fired out of Antarctica and split in, um, into two hurricanes that were heading for Hawaii. Boom, an energy beam, he said. See if you guys can just pause it on that still frame on that. Boom, right there. See if you, can, see if you guys can right there. There's 
the still frame right there, what, it, what is coming out of Antarctica. Hamamoto uh, brought up that Kerry went to Antarctica after, a presidential, after the presidential election before Schroyer suggested that the former Secretary of State was somehow responsible for the hurricane. Yeah, why is John Kerry going down to Antarctica just a week after the election to discuss climate change, and then you have energy beams coming out of Antarctica sp spilling hurricanes, Schroyer asked. What is John Kerry doing down there? It's awfully suspicious to me. <laughs> Kerry shared the segment on Twitter joking that he had been busted. And it's great, too, because he writes, Secrets out, busted. Infowars had recently been banned on various websites for violating community and safety standards for promoting a far a range of far right conspiracy theories. Vimeo is the latest uh, platform to pull content posted by Infowars or Jones. Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts have all recently banned or removed content from the site or its con for or its controversial conspiracy theorist founder twitter however said that infowars and jones will be permitted to stay on the site because they haven't violated its policies jones has faced criticism for spreading conspiracy theories and was sued by the parents of the two children killed in the mass shooting at sandy hook elementary school for allegedly claiming that the shooting was a hoax jones has denied making the statements even though he did apologize for them later so i guess that kind of negates the fact that he actually said them Mm -hmm. It's what I'm kind of thinking, but you know, it's funny because I heard I heard about that uh, he was responsible for that, and I was like, "What?" And then it's like, because I've heard that conspiracy theory before, where they're building some like the whole drought and climate change is all part of the U.S. government. Um, what do you call it? Uh, creating these weird weather patterns, more hurricanes, drought to kind of push the you know, the greenhouse um, global warming theory, you know. If we if we could control the weather, <laughs> there'd be a lot wackier shit going on. Yeah, snow in California, up to eight feet of snow in California. And you, can you turn the AC up a little bit in right, Phoenix? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck these lizards. I don't give a shit no more. Canada, Canada would be a summer hot spot, you know. It's like. <laughs> right. But my thing was, like, and I, I told my brother yesterday, I'm like, look, if that's the case, then what the fuck is going on? Because the heat wave that we have here, Spain, India, China, all of them, are, 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 are Japan, are all experiencing extreme heat. And he's like, mm, and then my brother's like, because we can't just do it here. We have to do it all over the world because we show we can. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't thinking dumb. That's why. Yeah, that, that's, that's how it would work. So, whatever. Yeah. So, this was just fucking <laughs> ridiculous. A pregnant woman in Canada had a stomach churning experience Sunday morning when she was served a latte filled with cleaning fluid. Sarah Douglas of. Did she deserve it though? That's no, really the question. She didn't. <laughs> Sarah Douglas of Lethbridge, Alberta, uh, was on her way to her son's baseball tournament. When she went to a McDonald's drive-thru for a latte. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you shouldn't have gone to McDonald's. It wasn't until she was on the highway that she suspected something was wrong. She told the Canadian Broadcasting Corp. I immediately had to put my hazard lights on and pull over and uh, spit it out and rinse my mouth out with dot, dot, dot water. I don't know why it's written <laughs> that way. 
um, Douglas said. I opened up the lid of the coffee and out pours this pungent smell of chemical. It wasn't a latte at all. Douglas, who is seven months pregnant with her third child, says the liquid in her cup was a watery brownish color. Um, when she returned, it was it was Detroit water. For real, <laughs> they ain't used to that shit in Canada. Exactly. Um, when she returned to the restaurant to complain, she said a staff member told her that two cleaning lines were hooked up to the latte machine, according to the Globe and Mail newspaper. The on-duty supervisor showed Douglas the bottle of cleaning fluid so she would know what to tell poison control. So I took a picture of it, and then another coworker of his had had also overheard what had been going on and was a little bit upset at the situation and said that this had happened before. She she told uh, Lethbridge News now, and she was a little mad that it was occurring again. Douglas contained contacted Alberta Health Services HealthLink and was transferred to poison control. She turned out to be okay since she hadn't swallowed the liquid. She visited her family doctor. Which has just... been a reason why she was uh, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. She visited her family doctor just to make sure there was no lingering effects, according to the C- to the CBC. And um, that might seem a little overkill, but you'd be pregnant. Pregnancy ain't no joke. Like, they fucking sneeze. They got to go to three doctors just to check. Um, Dan Brown who owns the McDonald's franchise where Douglas purchased this tainted latte, released a statement on Wednesday. Since learning about the complaint, our team has been in very close contact with the guest and apologized to her. The health inspector also visited my restaurant and is not investigating further. McDonald's is renowned for its food safety protocols, maybe in Canada. (laughs) And I am sorry that this happened in my restaurant here in Lethbridge. What happened is that the machine was being cleaned as it as it is every morning. Unfortunately, the milk supply line was connected to the cleaning solution uh, <laughs> while this guest the guest drinks were made. We have taken immediate action to review the proper cleaning procedures with the team, and I've put additional signage up uh, as an added reminder. Although Douglas s- survived the ordeal unharmed, it's still eating at her. Mainly because she fear fear this could plan words. I love Huffington Post. I know. She fears that the cleaning fluid might end up in juice, soda, or soft serve ice cream and be inje- it's it's in the coffee machine, sweetheart. <laughs> the coffee machine. Right. Here we go. Here's the statement. And it's a quote. And it starts with As a mother. Oh God, here we go. I wanna make sure I have voice have voice in that I'm being heard in terms of safety of consumers and how alleged negligence can affect oh alleges in parentheses so she said mm. and how negligence can affect this it alleged i mean calm down uh people in such a drastic way she told lethbridge news now um and she's right she's right. also she's also cute i see why she has three um children um and why she doesn't sw- why she can get away without swallowing <laughs> hey now <laughs> um but the thing is is that uh it's very obvious what happened is that they hook up the the milk lines to the cleaning solution run the solution through to clean the machine and then you're supposed to unhook it and plug it back you know rinse it out plug it back into the milk um it seems like some idiot forgot to fucking switch it because even in canada only the brightest work at mcdonald's (laughs) so the um, best and brightest you know come on like and i'm not there are two there are two people that work at mcdonald's two types 
No, three, actually, because I live in the Southwest. There's three types of people that live in McDonald. Teenagers, perfectly fine. Immigrants that just moved here, perfectly fine. And dumbass motherfuckers. <laughs> Which like <isn't>. grown-ass <laughs> men and women that should have already progressed to another <laughs> section of their career. So those are the ones that want to get paid $15 an hour for flipping fucking hamburgers. Right. So, uh, and the ones that also... Um, put cleaning solution in <laughs> pregnant women's lattes. Oh, oh. man. That's great. <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, is it that expensive? You know, are you saving that much money when you go to McDonald's for a latte than going to Starbucks? No, it's about the, it's exactly their regular coffee. Isn't bad. I've had it. Their lattes and shit are not that good. Yeah. Like they're just sugary weird drinks their coffee's just it's kind of hard to fuck up coffee you can only burn it that's really the only thing you can do you know so their coffee's good it is too hot i think i know people think i'm crazy but i like my coffee a little less than boiling so i can sip on it and not have to wait but uh, uh, what was it on airplane uh when they have the two kids played adults and he gives her coffee and he's like would you like cream she goes no i like my coffee black like my men yeah (laughs) Um, we have a new coffee machine at work that has the beans above uh. and it just grinds them and you're just constantly getting fresh fucking coffee. And it's amazing. <laughs> like it's really, and you could just press the button. Like I want donut house. I want vanilla cream. Fucking, I just get donut house because I keep, I keep it. OG. I don't, I don't like flavored coffee. Donut house is just regular. It's like donut house is medium coffee. That's all it is. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's all using the same beans. So I'm assuming that if you say vanilla, it's squirting some kind of chemical onto the coffee. So it, it tastes like vanilla. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I might like... have to get it two or three times. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Another thing to get addicted to. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is it. For the final episode of the Lazy Geeks podcast. It's been a great eight years bringing you news commentary. And if you want to check out our new show in the fall, just remain subscribed to this feed and we'll handle the rest. Look for the Lazy Geeks this October. Follow us on all that social media shit where we will keep you updated on the new show as well as the other shows coming to the Lazy Geeks Network. Twitter and Instagram, both under the name The Lazy Geeks, one word. Don't forget to follow our Facebook and Google Plus pages. Any feedback you want to throw at us, you can definitely send to thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, and my email, Stephen at thelazygeeks.com. I am also on Twitter and Instagram at sapientlg and adam at thelazygeeks.com. All right, that is it for us this week. So, for the last time, peace out. Mm-hmm.